Hi, this is the Manifest More Podcast, and I'm your host, Dodd Maynard. In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you my trip to Maui on a yoga meditation immersion retreat hosted by Dr. Deepak Chopra. So take a listen. Are you listening? Are you really listening? Now ask yourself, who is listening? Whoa, right? So we did this Deepak with Deepak and it really was such a cool little, like you have this little awakening moment, like, oh yeah, who? And then you become so aware that you're conscious of your consciousness and that you're aware. At least that was my experience with it. Uh, I would love if you want to message me on what just happened for you when I did that. Um, But it is a way to help you become present and fully aware. And in this podcast, I'm going to share with you all the things that I got to learn about from him and other people there. I was surrounded by some of the most incredible human beings, which included people from 19 different countries. I made some new friends, all while getting to absorb as much information my brain could take in. So much that some of it was over my head and I wanted to write everything down. Uh, I have a notebook full of notes and I'm just going to try to go through those notes on some of the things that just stood out to me that I thought I would share with you guys to um, maybe take something new out of this today. But it was um, also... I, we. we got to listen to Dr. Suhas Sagar. He's an Ayurvedic physician and the medical astrologer for Chopra Global. Dr. Sheila Patel, she's the chief medical officer for Chopra Global. Roger Gabriel, the chief meditation officer. And then I took some yoga classes with the most beautiful teachers, Sarah Splatfinger and Julie Weiss. The retreat began, we got there, or I did, I got there around four o'clock where the opening ceremony was just about to start. And at the ceremony, they had this lady come in from from the island to tell us stories about the island. Her stories were so beautiful and you could tell the people that are there are super passionate about their island and protecting it. Very protective. She had us do this breathing technique that really threw me off. I'd never heard of this before. Um, and I thought, you know, I, I, I know a lot of the breathing breath work through yoga techniques, um, but it was called bear breath. And if you're familiar with lion's breath in our yoga community, it's pretty similar. In, in the yoga tradition, the lion's breath is thought to help people balance or clear their throat chakras and strengthen their lungs. It's also an energizing breath and is often done before physical yoga practice. And it's also fun to do with kids, uh, either for a laugh or maybe they're having a temper tantrum and helping them release anger that's coming up and releasing it to come out. I thought it would be fun to take a try. So if you're up for it, let's start with bare breath. So you take an inhale in, you fill the body up with your breath and you exhale with that out your mouth. You get to be the claw hands. Inhale. like a bear okay and now let's try the lion's breath if you are not driving and you're at home um you could sit 
and your knees and your glutes go back to your heels. You place your hands on top of your knees and then you close your eyes, roll them up to the space between the eyebrows, take a deep breath in and you're going to puff your chest forward, tilt your head up, open your mouth with a ah, but your tongue hangs out and your eyes open to the space between your eyebrows. You're rolling them up. So you could do this um, either seated or without, but you inhale, exhale, press your chest forward, hang out your tongue, roll your eyes up. Ah. So that's lion's breath. Done this with some girlfriends that have never done yoga before, and it is a blast. <laughs> so a little party trick. And then let me talk with or share with our first discussion came from Roger Gabriels, who is the meditation officer. He started to talk to us just about energy and the energy we put out and the energy in the world, you know, everything that we do and say, how it goes out into the world. So he shared a story of car rage. This driver comes and cuts him off. And at first he got angry and mad and he's like, whoa, wait that I've got to find peace with this, calm myself down, share love with him and let him be about his way so that that energy is settled and it's not carrying on to this person um, and instead sending this person love and peace and patience. And then in return, that calms you down, right? And he says what he likes to do uh, is also asking himself, is it kind? Is it necessary? Is it true? Think before you speak because your words carry vibration that sends out energy into the world. He went on to say the worst thing you can do to someone is to talk about them. And the worst thing that you can do to yourself is worry. I'm in a big agreement with that. And I think um, all of us could work on that more, right? And then Dr. Suhas Kshatsar came on next. This was the only time he spoke to the guru, but I could not get enough. He used this analogy that your phone is going to die after you've used it too much, which we all know. And if you don't recharge it, right, it doesn't turn back on. Humans are the same way. Our bodies have two messages. We are either uncomfortable or comfortable. We can optimize our human potential by being much more purposeful and meaningful by connecting with ourselves, tuning into our own radio station. To heal yourself, you should be meditating, healing yourself with your own energy. This mobile device is way better than your cell phone. You will become more organized and get more done in less amount of time once you start to meditate. All things going on around you, outside of you, is affecting you. So through meditation, you are able to modify it in a way that it doesn't bother you anymore. It is so important. It helps you to detoxify your thoughts, words, action, character. It's an emotional bathing cleanse, and it's driving your way to rejuvenation. He also went on to state that contracted awareness is stuck sorrow, and that meditation leads you to expanded awareness, which is love, happy, open mind, and flexible. Then pure awareness, 
is oneness, spontaneous fulfillment, and freedom. In his 25 years of studying meditation, he has found that his patients that start with meditation automatically get healthier, happier, and content. So he is a doctor, uh, Ayurvedic physician, and medical astrologer. So people go to him for a more holistic type of healing, Ayurvedic things. Um, But what he was really sharing is that the ones that apply meditation get healthier, happier, and more content quicker, uh, you know, automatically a lot of times without having to utilize certain medicines and things. So that felt, that was very interesting. And I, I could see it because I have had meditation in my, um, practice for 12 years of my life now. And when I am really applying it daily, I notice the difference. So, and then that was day one. We ended it with Sarah's uh, splat finger guiding us through a meditation while uh, there was a guy named Avery Whitmore who played the crystal bowls for this amazing sound bath. So that's how our evening ended. The next morning, we started our day at 6.30 a.m. with a 30-minute meditation led by Roger overlooking the ocean. It was magical every morning. That's how we got to start our day. And then we would go to do yoga right after. Um, Again, it would be with Sarah and Avery Whitmore playing the bowls and his music. Truly magical moments there. Uh, Our food was all Ayurvedic vegetarian food, which I would get a plate and put a little bit of everything on there on all the meals. Uh, just because I have never gotten to eat so much vegetarian food um, in one like in a day like that as options and it you guys it was just amazing that first morning we finally got to see Deepak he was our first session and the energy in the room was hyped with excitement I'm I made sure to get a front row seat. I got there early and I did that every day. Deepak began our day when he would start. He would start always with this 30 minute meditation. And each day he added on to the meditation. So it got longer um, or like different little tools in it. Um, And so and then he started to explain what meta human was on this first day. That's kind of where we began with our lectures. So meta, he says, meaning beyond beyond the divided fearful mind meta human meaning beyond human consciousness free from all conditions awareness consciousness existence and life are all synonymous existence anything that exists something we can say with certainty it's our experience experience gives us existence When we become aware, we are conscious. Bliss is when we know and have the experience of our existence is bliss. You are essentially in a thoughtless state of pure awareness, which is one of the experiences that makes meditation feel very blissful, the fundamental state. Suffering is divided conditional mind that does not know its own source. Awareness, consciousness, is that in that what is known. Awareness, consciousness, is that in what is known. You know it. Out of that, 
all of the experience is made. All experience is a modified form of consciousness. And what do we experience? Experience is that what we call the thoughts in the mind. That we call emotions, imagination, intuition, creativity, higher consciousness, extreme transcendences, bliss, joy, lose the fear of death. The mind's thought can also modify itself into the body. You perceive your body by using your five senses. This is how you know that you have a body. The activity of the body is perception. Without consciousness, you cannot have perception. All species, perceptions of body is different. We are sensational beings, five senses. A bat senses the ego of ultrasound. A snake, infrared. Perceptions are species-specific. Perception is another modification of consciousness. We have very limited perception. Every experience is a space-time event. We've lost the knowledge that we've made it up. Freedom is to wake up. He said that as a kid, when he would watch movies with his mom, she would pinch him and say, wake up, it's just a movie. We all need to do this a little more, right? And I really, like, I should try this with my daughter because movies, she cannot watch a lot of certain movies. They all seem to scare her. She thinks they're so real. So maybe next time you get so deep into a movie, try it. Pinch yourself and say, wake up. Make it not so real, right? And then metaverse. The extension of our physical body is part of the virtual reality. We need our creativity to wake up the divine. We are the divine, but we got lost until we experience the dark night of the soul. Meaning, when the soul is in a stage of personal development and the person is undergoing a difficult and significant transition to a deeper perception of life and their place in it, this enhanced awareness is accompanied by painful shedding of previous conceptual frameworks such as an identity, relationship, career, habit, or belief system that previously allowed them to construct meaning in their life. In Roman Catholic spirituality, describes it as a spiritual crisis in the journey toward union with God, like that described by St. John of the Cross. This is part of waking up to love, joy, your highest truth, no fear of death, the fear of the unknown. Consciousness is that which conceives, constructs, governs, and becomes everything that we call reality. Hence, why we need to wake up. New science is saying evolution is driven by consciousness. Uh, Deepak also has seven pillars of well-being. One, he says, sleep, meditation, and stress management. Three, movement. Yoga, pranayama, pranayama meaning breathing properly, breath. There's different breathing practices you can do. Four, emotions. Five, nutrition and nourishment. Six, biological rhythms, grounding. Seven, self-awareness, self-realization, metahuman. We need deep sleep though. At least 90 minutes of it 
to remove physical toxins from the body. The biggest risk for heart disease is lack of sleep, which increases anxiety and depression. Sleep enhances, though, the parasympathetic nervous system, which is responsible for the body's rest and digestion response. And when the body is relaxed, resting, or feeding, this parasympathetic nervous system is activated. Also, meditation is actually the number one effective way to stimulate the parasympathetic nervous system. When the nerves are stimulated, our body enters a state of relaxation. This relaxation breeds recovery. It takes you from resistance to existence. Buddha says, take care of your body. It's a big part of your enlightenment. Have intentions, but be in Santosha. So in, that's a Sanskrit word meaning contentment, happy with what is, and with ourselves exactly where we are. Contentment is equanimity that we feel when we see and accept things exactly as they are. Bhagavad Gita says yoga is the journey of the self through the self to the self. And then he has um, this method that he calls the direct method, the construction of everyday reality. Direct experience and awareness is sift. Sift meaning the S stands for sensations, I for images, F for feeling, T for thoughts. Consciousness itself is a sensation. We are sensation beings. When we give meaning to direct experiences, we generate perceptions, color, then shape. Like when you see a chair, but the raw experience is that there is a sensation by consciousness, a learned perception. All perception is a learned phenomenon. Perception occurs when we Give meaning to a direct sensory experience. Creating new stories. The new story, the more creative you are. God is the creator. We are closest to God when we are creating. We are closer to God than any other beings because we have conscious that can create. Now wake up from this illusion to an understanding that you are the creator behind the curtain. Illusions are mistaken for reality unless we understand the trick behind the illusions. We are embedded in them. Deepak called this the magical lies. We must know ourselves as timeless beings. The stop formula. So this one. Because the stop formula and the way it works is you, the S stands for stop and pause before reacting. T, take three deep breaths. O, observe your mind getting quiet and calm. P, proceed with an aware response. Meta reality is the simplest state of awareness. This is your soul. Ask yourself, who's looking? Who's listening? Am I aware? 
in the simplest state, presence is your soul. It's always there before and after life. So taking a moment now, again, just ask yourself, are you here? And the thought that probably came up was yes. And now ask yourself again, but take time before that answer pops in the way we did it there. As he said, ask yourself this question, but do not answer until you raise your hands. So you have the, if you have the ability to look into a mirror right now, you would ask yourself again, are you here? And you would wait. If you're in the mirror, you wait until you raise your hand. And then notice that experience there that just happened. When there was the immediate yes, you probably didn't even think. Your brain just immediately said yes. And then when you had to pause, you really got to think about, am I here? Who's here? Who is this? This experience and the awareness of this experience is two different things. And so these questions, if you would practice them, what starts to happen is that it helps you to slow down the immediate reaction and become more a responder. It slows down the brain, that momentum, and you're creating that space to allow yourself to think before you react or respond, right? He went on to say that our experience and the awareness of the experience is two different things. Self-organizing thoughts and feelings. Matter and minds are essentially the same. The field of field experienced subjectly is in the mind. So the field of field experienced is subjectly in the mind. Objectively, it is the world of material objects. Replace the word object with experience. The experience is happening in your own consciousness. Inner light is the light of awareness. Outer light is reflected from the object. The thing in itself is an aspect of you. The real reality is behind the curtain. This is our shadow. The real light is behind the object. Our selves are being revealed to us. Our mind, intellect, ego, thoughts, emotions. You are the witness of this. You're not the thoughts, the mind, the ego, the emotions. Now you are getting freedom from the mind when you begin to know this. Your body is your soul. You're not in the mind. Your mind is an activity of your soul. The mind modifies itself to perceive thoughts and words to give it a storyline. It creates an experience through samskara, receptive thoughts, memories, and desires. If you were to close your eyes and do nothing, there's a conversation happening in there. Who are you having this conversation with? Yourself? The body is in your being. Now take a breath and just settle into your being. 
just be in your being. When our minds become divided, it causes suffering. When you separate the music from the musician, the observer from the observed, consciousness splits itself. But if not there, is no experience. Once there is an experience, then there's me and the other. Manifesting is happening at all times. So asking yourself these questions. Who am I? What do I want? What is my purpose? And then listing the things that you're grateful for. Utilizing these questions, this way of doing, is the number one way to manifesting. What you want will change because what you need will come when it's supposed to. And you reflect and surrender to the divine within you at the same time. As you ask these questions, you could just mentally repeat them or have them written down and journal about it. You definitely would want to go into a meditation after you ask yourself these questions. And for me at the retreat, something two really cool meditation experiences that happened was the first day we got there when the question was that, you know, or to list the things you're grateful for. I had this overwhelming amount of gratitude, appreciation for just getting to be there. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm meditating with Deepak Chopra and all these doctors and just really intelligent people in Maui. I, tears were just flowing down my face during this meditation with that amount of appreciation that I had for getting to sit in this room and meditate with, I believe there was about 400 something people there. Uh, And then probably like the third meditation, third time we meditated. So we would meditate about five times in a day. Um, And I feel like it was on the third one that when the question came of Deepak said, who am I? I just said, I am my being. And there was this calmness and peacefulness that I was able to just drop in. And it felt like he said, when you get there, it feels blissful. Um, so I hope that you guys take this and try to apply some of it. I would love to hear from anyone that wants to share with me if they do and what comes up for them, uh, especially the uh, last few questions, asking yourself daily, who am I? What do I want? What is my purpose? And listing the things you're grateful for. Um, and then the other fun little things that we talked about today. So thank you if you made it this far to the podcast. I appreciate you tuning in, listening, share with your friends. If you would ever want my guidance, um, I do offer one-on-one coaching sessions for um, just life coaching, meditation. I have a Manifest More course, uh, even yoga stuff. So uh, Reiki sessions, check out my website, Yoga Dreams. Uh, reiki.com or my instagram page at yoga dreams reiki uh, or you can message me um in any of those places as well okay thank you